Hello and welcome to the Wheel of Crime podcast. This podcast is ran by two ladies who play games, mumble profanities, and laugh way too often. Also, this podcast does cover topics of sensitive nature, and as such, listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Wheel of Crime podcast. My name is Jen. And my name is Emily. Yes, welcome back to another week. Um, (laughs) Another week, another episode. You know the drill. Oh yeah, just the same thing. Same thing every week, (laughs) except for this week I am recovering from a throat infection. Yay! Oh no. Yes, so (laughs) that is why I will be sounding funky. Um, I am not hiding anywhere. I swear I'm recording properly. This is just who I am for now. Uh, Mm. But otherwise, how are you this week, Jen? What have you been up to? Oh, you know, just working, you know, my my usual 70-hour work week, you know. (laughs) Nothing much. Sorry, I just had a moment. I think my cat knocked over something big. <laughs> oh, oh no. I'm resisting the urge to go check right now. But, um, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to go check right now. <laughs> okay. I'm back. Okay. It's all good. He just knocked over a bunch of stuff on my desk. I was like, it sounded breakable. But, uh, thank goodness it wasn't. Um, <laughs> well, there's that, right? So I'm just trying to think. I feel like this week went by really quickly just because I've been unwell for most of it. But um, I have also been playing a lot of Stardew Valley. If any of our listeners pl- uh, play, I was going to say listen to, haha, uh, play <laughs> Stardew Valley. <laughs> Super great game. I'm very excited for the update once it comes out to Switch. And that has been my life for the last little while. Yeah, I downloaded uh, Stardew Valley last weekend and haven't really had much of a chance to play it yet so i'm hoping that could be a vibe this evening Mm -hmm. if you know what i mean yes i've been trying to decide on who i think jen is going to marry because they have i think it's eight marriage candidates (laughs) in the game and everybody pretty much picks their one character right away that they really like and i think jen is going to end up marrying harvey that's my bet so far Mm. I I haven't met anyone, so I'm not sure which way I'm leaning yet. Uh, We'll update you guys ASAP. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's that's all I got to say. That's fair. I think it's one of those things where once you start to meet the characters, a lot of the stuff is going to make more sense. I'm just geeking out about it because I put so much time into it already. But I am definitely going to marry Elliot, I think, as soon as I... Well, yeah, for sure. Uh, as soon as I have finished romancing every other character, because I'm a hoe. <laughs> and a game hoe. <laughs> a exactly. game hoe. Perfect. Yes. We love a There's good game hoe. hoe. <laughs> <laughs> I like them much more than garden hoes. Um, right? Same. But uh, I think that's about it for updates. We don't really have anything too exciting to share this week. Um, yeah. No. So, um, on... It's February. It is February. I forget literally every day. <laughs> it's it, it's just started, but I forget. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the only new thing I think is that it is indeed February, and here we are. 
still exactly i feel like i blocked it out because it's like valentine's day is coming up but does that even matter at this point <laughs> you know like no. uh, uh, <laughs> can't do anything anyway that's exactly it so, so um oh i do have uh what's it oh my goodness my thought was here and then it just flew away you know what maybe it's time to spin the wheel of questions <laughs> Yes, let's do that. Gone. Okay. Spin away, M. Question number two. Okay, so I have a surprise for you. You don't have questions ready? No, it it isn't actually. I thought we would do something a little spicy today. Spicy. Wow. Yes. So instead of our usual questions, I am going to give Emily a quiz and find out which member of the royal family she would be. Oh, okay. Is this in lieu of questions or is this question number two? Yes. So this is in lieu of questions. Sounds good. I am super ready though for this quiz. I, I like that it's different and I'm, I'm curious to see who I would be because if it's uh, who's the one who looks like he's... A living zombie. If I'm that one, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Prince yeah. Andrew. <laughs> I really hope you're Andrew. If I, if I am Andrew, <laughs> I am going. Well, I would say going to die, but I feel like he already pretty much is there. But no, I will be so upset. He is so. <laughs> I mean, he's like a hundred <laughs> years old, but like I don't know. I got problems with him. I can't look at him for too long. It makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, let's get into the quiz. Okay, so the first question. Uh, the first question on this uh, super scientific quiz is, what is your aesthetic? Neon, pastel, minimalist, retro, vibrant, or black and white? I feel like vibrant and neon are pretty much the same thing. Uh, but my answer is retro. That's what I figured. Okay. On to question two. Out of these tasty foods, if you could only pick one, which mm-hmm. one would you pick? Chocolate. <laughs> pizza. <laughs> fish and chips. Burgers. Pasta. Or cake. Okay, that's a pretty steady cross between pizza and pasta. I knew it. I feel like I know you so well. I feel like well. you could answer like, these I know, questions. I could, I could do this quiz for <laughs> I could do this quiz for I don't know. See, I do really like pizza, but not really pizza, more like breadsticks. And I like pasta a lot, but more so when I make it. Like, I don't really like the stuff that you can buy made most of the time. Mm. Right, well, you can pick it... It could be on the condition that it's homemade okay. pasta. Um, I'm going to leave it up to you. You're going to be my, my coin flip. What do you think I eat more? No. Pizza or pasta? For for the science, you need to pick. Okay, I definitely eat way more pizza. I'm just going to say pizza as breadsticks because uh, obviously. <laughs> okay. Next question. Choose a pet. Dog, cat, fish, bunny, owl, or horse. Those are some interesting options at the end there. 
<laughs> I've never owned an owl, so I can't say I know much about that. Who owns an owl? Harry Potter? Just Harry Potter, I think. And, like, maybe somebody who lives in the woods. Like, I don't know. I think the bush people probably have pet owls. Um... Oh my god. I feel I'm gonna say oh cat god. just because he's sitting beside me and I feel like he might be a little offended if I don't answer with cat. Fair enough. Um Okay. This next one is kinda hard, but you need to choose a painting. <laughs> it's okay. I can only see the top four. Where's, where's the bottom? I can't see the bottom. Okay, wait, there it is. That's my own fault. Um, left middle. Okay. Sorry, viewers. That's a... No, <laughs> this is not a visual medium. <laughs> it's like, how, how do you tell something's a BuzzFeed quiz without saying it's a BuzzFeed quiz? <laughs> Okay, what is your favorite space in your house? So, uh, or any house, I guess, if you don't have these in your house. Uh, the bedroom, the, house. the bathroom. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> okay, Emily, this is science, no, okay? <laughs> Sorry, bed- bedroom, bathroom. Bedroom, bathroom, living room, kitchen, patio, or gym? You see, in my heart, I want to say patio, but I already know what my relationship is like with bugs. <laughs> so I'm going to say living room. Okay, and the next question is, choose a holiday destination. New York City, Edinburgh, Cape Town, Hong Kong, Santorini, or Hawaii? Ooh. I already have in mind where I would pick, but do you have an idea of what I would pick? What? I kind of feel like you would go for, like, Edinburgh, maybe? It's up there, but because of quarantine, I've actually been craving someplace more like Santorini right now. That was yeah. my second I guess. feel like it fluctuates. Like, if I was allowed to travel, I would pick Edinburgh out of interest, but because we've been stuck indoors for a hundred years, I would definitely pick Santorini because I need <laughs> me some vitamin D. Fair. Okay. The quiz is over. Are you ready to hear well, like who I you are? Prince Andrew, I'm going to cry. I'm happy with anybody else. You are most like Catherine, better known as Kate. You are chic, sophisticated, and classically cool. Just like with Kate, People sometimes think you're quiet, but once they get to know you, they love your great sense of humor. <laughs> That's nice. Hang on, Kate's the one who's married to, like, the oldest of the princes, right? L- like, the one who's bald? Yeah. <laughs> you're married to an old, bald guy. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be that far off my real life, I guess. <laughs> True. Except my Andrew is involved, thankfully. I'm going to take this quiz super quick, and then I'm going to tell you who I am. Cool. I'm so ready. I, if you're Prince Andrew, like, this will be the greatest day of my life, but I feel like... <laughs> oh my god. That's hella rude, girl. No, I feel like you're going to end up as a 
if they have uh, the newest lady royal in there, I feel like you'll end up as her. Meghan Markle? Yeah. I also got Kate. Watch that be the only answer. It's probably because we both picked pizza. Probably. <laughs> that's that's the only logic I can see here. Yeah, that's weird if the only similar answer we had was pizza. I, w- I wonder in what interview they found out that she likes pizza and then they were like, oh yeah, this is just, this is her. This is her life now. Her identity is pizza. I feel like I understand that though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I could, at least that's one thing we have in common. Oh my goodness, that's funny. I feel like your topic is a member, something to do with a member of the royal family or a royal family. You would be correct. It is about a member of the royal family. Um, I feel like that's... <laughs> okay, I feel like they've all got problems, so I don't know which one. Today, we are going to talk about... Well, you know what? I'm just going to jump right into it. Okay. So, today I'm going to tell you about Anne Elizabeth Alice Louise, who was born on August 15th, 1950, and is the second child and only daughter of Queen Elizabeth II and Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. Um, Anne is the 14th in line of succession to the British throne and has been a princess uh, since 1987. At her time of birth, she was third in line of succession to the thr- to the British throne behind her mother at the time, Princess Elizabeth, and older brother Charles. A governess, Catherine Pebbles, was appointed to look after Anne and was responsible for her early education at Buckingham Palace. Pebbles also served as an early governess for Anne's older brother Charles, and after the death of George the Sixth in February 1952, Anne's mother ascended to throne as Queen Elizabeth II. Given her young age at the time, Anne did not attend the coronation on June 1953. A Girl Guides company, the first Buckingham Palace company to include the Holy, Holy Trinity Brompton Brownie Pact, was reformed in May 1959. Specifically, so that as her mother and aunt had done as children and could socialize with girls her own age. And the company was active until 1963 when Anne went to boarding school. And in 1968, she left school with six GCE O levels and two A levels. She began to undertake royal engagements in 1969 at the age of 18. In 1970, she briefly had a relationship with Andrew Parker Bowles, who later married Camilla Shand, and Shand much later married Anne's brother, Prince Charles, as his second wife. So, 23-year-old Anne met Mark Phillips, a lieutenant at the Queen's First Guard, in 1968 at a party. Their engagement was announced on May 29, 1973. On November 14, 1973, the couple married at Westminster Abbey in a televised ceremony with an estimated 100 million in the audience. They subsequently took up residence at Gatcombe Park, as was customary for untitled men marrying into the royal family. Uh, Phillips was offered a title of nobility, but he declined, and so their children were born without titles. Anne and her husband had two children, 
Peter, born in 1977, and Zara, born in 1981. And on August 31st, 1989, Anne and Phillips announced their intention to separate. The couple had rarely been seen in public together and were both romantically linked with other people. They shared custody of their children and initially announced that there were no plans for divorce. However, on April 13th, 1992, the palace announced that Anne had filed for divorce, which was finalized 10 days later. So, any guesses about what our story is going to be no, about today? I know literally nothing about anything all the time. I'm so confused. I was like trying to think about who the hell this person was for your first little <laughs> half of it. And I was like, wait a minute. And then I was like trying to put the names together. And I'm like, wait a minute. So this is the daughter of the queen that apparently I know nothing about. I was like, does she have a daughter? What's happening? <laughs> she does have a daughter. See, can't confirm. I have no idea. Uh, like literally no idea. And then like, as you're talking, I'm like, I'm 100% sure that Jenny's talking about a daughter that I've never heard of before. That is so crazy. It's pretty wild. So we're going to do a little bit of time traveling. That's my favorite today. kind of traveling from so, quarantine. We're, we're going back. <laughs> exactly. We're going back to the year of 1974. Anne and Mark have been married for four months at this point, and they don't have any children mm-hmm. yet. Um, the day is March 20th, and it's around 8 p.m. So Princess Anne and Mark were heading towards Buckingham Palace after attending a charity film screening. Anne's lady-in-waiting sat across from the couple in the back of their Rolls-Royce limo marked with a royal insignia. And in the passenger seat was her bodyguard, who was named Inspector James Wallace Beaton. And he was a member of Scotland's Yard Special Operations branch charged with royalty protection. Their chauffeur drove down Mall, which is a road that runs between London's... uh, Trafalgar Square and Buckingham Palace and a white Ford Escort overtook and forced him to stop about 200 yards away from the palace. So they're both driving and the oncoming car basically forces them Mm -hmm. to stop. Okay, so a bearded man named Ian Ball exited the car holding two handguns and charged toward the rear of the limo. Inspector Beaton assumed that the man was disgruntled about the driver and stepped out to meet him. Disgruntled is a light word for a man holding two guns. (laughs) I would be like, he's fucking livid. He's like, oh, he's like, man, this guy is probably just upset about some traffic thing. Well, like, you know. Um, and just like a little fun fact for you, most uh, London Metro police officers didn't carry automatic weapons, but those who were assigned to the royal family mm-hmm. did. So Officer or Inspector Beaton would have had a weapon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. just so you know. Um, so when Beaton approached Ian, Ian shot him in the right shoulder and then Beaton tried to shoot him back, but his wounded shoulder kind of messed up his aim. And after firing once, his gun jammed. Oh, nice. Of course. So Ian then proceeded to turn to the rear door behind the driver's seat and started shaking it. Uh, this is where Princess Anne, her husband, and the lady-in-waiting would have been sitting. And Ian started yelling at them to open the door or he was going to shoot them. 
Um, Anne and Mark did their best to hold the door shut. And while Anne's lady-in-waiting crawled up the back passenger side, uh, Officer Beaton took the opportunity to jump back into the limo and he placed himself between the couple and Ian, who then proceeded to shoot into the car and Officer Beaton's hand deflected the bullet. So now this man has been shot twice. This man is like, I can only offer my body now. My gun is no use to me. (laughs) That is so (laughs) shitty, though. See, this is why, like, stuff like this happens. And I'm like, okay, so this is why they have, like, rules now where it's like you have to do, like, daily inspections (laughs) on your weapon and, like, this kind of stuff. Because they do it in the military, too. And then I remember, like, people would complain about that kind of stuff all the time. And I'm like, no, I get it. (laughs) You don't want to... I feel like it's. I don't really want to be a meat shield at any point, so I feel like this is a normal a normal Mm-mm. thing to do. But no, I was gonna say like, uh, could you even imagine if you had a job where your like title was inspector, <laughs> inspector Jen? I would not be able to take myself seriously, but I also kind of love it. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like, yeah, I'd be like, I'm living my best life. Uh, but also, I'm a joke, and uh, hopefully, no one finds me out. Exactly. Because this I is would all have ruse. the Inspector Gadget theme song playing in my head every single day, like 24 7. It would never end. It'd be amazing. Um, <laughs> so, Ian then shot uh, Beaton a third time, causing a wound that forced him out of the car and onto oh the pavement God. outside of the vehicle. So the chauffeur named Alex Callender, who I guess was just like chilling oh this God. whole time, uh, he's just <laughs> decided the to driver, then get out of the, the car. Man who can leave the the situation is just like that. Nah, this is cool. We'll just stay here a while. This is fine. <laughs> like I'm not sure what he was doing. I mean, I'm sure he was scared, but he was maybe, uh, maybe anyways, he, was so still he was just chilling. chilling, thinking, oh yeah, this man's just disgruntled about some traffic. I'm sure this is fine. Once he <laughs> finishes shooting the bodyguard, he's gonna leave. He'll be happy then. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. So he decides to get out and confront Ian, um, who then pretty much immediately shot him in the tre- uh, in the chest, and then he fell backwards into Obviously. the Obviously. Oh, yeah, you just finished shooting up this other person, but I'm different. I'm built different. <laughs> I'm just going to walk up to him and be like, hey, dog, this isn't cool. And he's just going to be like, oh, yeah, you're right. So forewarning, this is a story of many men who see other tragedy and are like, but not me, mm-hmm. dude. Exactly. Not me. Not me. <laughs> Um, because it keeps going. Um, Ian then continued pulling on the rear door and eventually got it open and grabbed Anne's forearm as Mark held onto her waist. The two men struggled over her and her dress ripped, splitting down the back. And instead of panicking, she had what she later called a very irritating conversation with her potential kidnapper. Uh, she said, I kept saying I didn't want to get out of the car and I was not going to get out of the car. That's what she told police Mm -hmm. afterwards. And in response to one of Ian's pleas for her to get out of the car and come with him, she she said, quote, not bloody likely. Which, that's iconic. See, it's got that certain level of unbothered (laughs) that I absolutely... I would like to cherish it. Like, I wish I had that 
ability to be in a situation where people are literally getting shot and somebody's telling me to do something and I'm like, I'd rather not, like, <laughs> not Pass. bloody likely, like, to have that moment, like, it's beautiful. I love that. I love that for her. A fucking... So fucking iconic. Um, So police constable Michael Hills was patrolling nearby when he heard the sounds of a struggle. He assumed the conflict was over a car accident and he arrived at the scene with no context. So he just walked up to Ian and tapped him on the shoulder. Ian then turned and shot him in the stomach. (laughs) Before collapsing, uh, Hills managed to radio for backup though. So good. Good on him. He he tried. He was was doing something. Um, so then a civilian named Ronald Russell, who was a company cleaning executive, was driving home from work when he saw the scene on the side of the road. He approached on foot after seeing Ian Ball shoot Officer Hills, and Russell was a former boxer, so he thought he was, you know, could be the hero in this oh situation. God. You know, after just seeing a police officer get shot like, I got a him. mean right hook. I know how to deflect a bullet. <laughs> I'm gonna get him. Oh my god, that's hysterical. Um, I can't even imagine being in that mindset where you see, like, a potential kidnapping happen and you're like, yeah, I'm just gonna give him the old, like, bop, bop. (laughs) Like, you know, like, that'll be it. That's good. I'm gonna get him. Um, Meanwhile, another civilian named Glenmore Martin had parked his car in front of Ian's vehicle to try and stop him from escaping. He then attempted to distract Ian from the princess, but when it worked and Ian pointed the gun at him, he ditched that plan and helped to hurt and helped. um, He ditched that plan and turned to help Officer Hills on the side of the road instead. So he was like, nah, man, never mind. You, You can have her. I'm gonna do something else. He's Pass. like, you think I'm here for the princess? Nah, nah, man. I'm here for the for that man. I'm no, no. I'm not a problem here. <laughs> not a problem. So while all of this was happening, another civilian showed up. This was a journalist from the Daily Mail named John Brian McConnell, and John instantly recognized the insignia on the princess's limo and knew it belonged to a royal family and that they were potentially in danger. So, John tried to play the hero as well and approached Ian. He told Ian, don't be silly, old boy, and put down the gun. And then Ian proceeded to shoot him and he fell onto the pavement and was now the third victim. The absolute Britishness, though, of these people's responses. Hey there, old boy, you don't need to be doing doing that. Like, do all (laughs) these people just think they're invincible? Like, what is happening here? It's, I'm sure the scene would have been chaotic as hell. Oh, yeah, because then one man, two guns, and, like, I, I wasn't even counting, but, like, seven people shot at this point. Like, this is insane. Yeah. So after John fell, Ian resumed trying to pull Anne out of the car, and this is when Ronald Rush- Ronald Russell, the boxer guy, approached from behind and punched Ian in the back of the head. While the former boxer distracted Ian and reached for the door handle on the opposite side of the back seat, she opened it and pushed her body backwards out of the car. She said, I thought if I was out of the car, he might move. And she was right. As Ian ran towards 
ran around the car towards the princess. She jumped back in with her husband, shutting the door, and Ronald Russell then punched Ian in the face. So more officers then arrived at the scene and were witnessing all of this happening. The chaos. Um, but they were really the hesitant. Former boxers, like, hey, now, man, it's it's time for a knockout. This man is though he's so focused <laughs> on getting the princess. He's like, I will do whatever it takes. And there's just like fucking police officers and like a former boxer there and like everybody else. And it's like, what is happening here? <laughs> How are the police not? Forced? I know. And so the police were kind of hesitant to move into the situation with an armed man being so close to the mm-hmm. princess. So they were like moving very slowly in. I thought for um, sure they were going to say something about the box or like they were unsure to move in because it looked like he had things under the control. <laughs> but Princess Anne noticed that their presence made Ian nervous and she told him, go on, now's your chance. And he took off running. So, Peter Edmonds, a temporary detective constable, had heard Officer Hill's call regarding the attack, and as he pulled up to the scene in his own car, he saw Ian take off with a gun through St. James Park. Edmonds chased Ian, threw his coat over his head, tackled him, and made the arrest. Authorities found over 300 euros and 10 euro notes on his persons. Later, they learned... That earlier that month, he had rented a home on a dead-end road in in Hampshire, five miles away from Sandhurst Military Academy, which was also the home of Anne and her husband. Mm. So they basically found out that he had been stalking her and planning this out for a while. Like enough to buy a home that's like within a pretty close distance to where they were living. Exactly. That's so spooky, you're probably wondering, spooky. like, what the yeah, fuck? what is his issue? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I I don't understand. Like, I get the whole stalking thing. Like, that's pretty self-explanatory. But like, there's just so much happening here. Like, homeboy, why? Yeah. So, I mean, so like, what his reasoning, like, what 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 his goal was with this whole kidnapping attempt was. That he had rented a car under the name of John Williams, and which the police would later find had two pairs of handcuffs, uh, Valium tranquilizers, and a ransom letter addressed to the Queen. He had typed a rambling note that criticized the royal family and demanded two million euros ransom to be delivered in five pound sterling notes. He asked that the Queen have had the money stored in 20 unlocked suitcase and put on a plane destined for Switzerland. Queen Elizabeth the second herself, he said, needed to appear on the plane to confirm the authenticity of her signatures on needed paperwork. So he's crazy. So he was requesting a present with the queen herself on his getaway plane. <laughs> this man. See, I was trying to figure out what his issue is. So obviously he's crazy. But like, the other thing too is what a narcissist he's like oh yeah i'm just gonna kidnap a princess and then get an audience with the queen because i'm such a fucking like genius kidnapper like what the hell is going on here (laughs) story sir um not how that works uh so journalists straight to jail (laughs) do not pass go straight to jail so journalists scrambled to put together theories on how mentally ill an unemployed man could have masterminded a well-funded kidnapping attempt on his own. 
An office clerk told a reporter that the police had traced a typewriter that Ian had rented to write the ransom letter. Papers reported that one line of the letter read, Anne will be shot dead days after the kidnapping attempt, a group calling themselves marxist Leninist activist revolutionary movement sent a letter claiming responsibility to the times of london the scotland yard dismissed any connection between that group and ian ball and others recognized a familiar theme in the reported content of the ransom letter in which ian had allegedly stated that he would donate the queen's ransom to the national health services one month before a group identifying as the Simonese Liberation Army had kidnapped Patricia Hurst and in its communication with the Hurst family, the SLA said that they would return the young woman if her family donated what would amount to millions of dollars of food to hungry Californians. What? There is no indi- <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, when you started, I was like, wow, that's nuts. And then just somehow it kept getting weirder. Like, it's still getting weirder. How is this even possible? Like, they're all the way in England. Crime? No, we need to feed the hungry. In California? Crime, but for charity? This is like... Charitable crime? Yeah, this is like Robin Hood, but like with a sprinkle of like meth or something. Like, I don't understand what's happening here. (laughs) So, um, there is no present indication that there was any... That this was other than an isolated act by an individual, Jenkins told the House of Commons. It is agreed with his request that the findings of the investigation remain confidential. Secretary Jenkins told the papers that he ordered an increase in royal protections but refused to comment on the details. Buckingham Palace released a statement saying that the royal family had no intention of living in bulletproof cages and chief among them was Princess Anne, who valued her privacy even after recognizing fortune in escaping unscathed. There was only one man, she later said. If there had been more than one, it might have been a different story. The princess recognized in an interview that that's one greatest danger is perhaps the low nutcases that have just got enough resources to do a crime altogether. If anyone is serious on wiping one out, it would be very easy to do so. When Ian Ball appeared in court on April 4th, his lawyer spoke about his history of mental illness, but Ian also gave a statement on what motivated his crime. He said, I would like to say that I did it because I wish to draw attention to the lack of facilities for treating mental illness under the National Health Service. Ian Ball pleaded guilty to attempted murder and kidnapping charges, sentenced to life, uh, sentenced to a life term in a mental health facility. He spent the least part of his internment in a boardmorium, a high-security psychiatric hospital. Even after Ian Ball's sentencing, the public would know little else about him except for his birth date and birthplace and eyewitness accounts of his appearance and actions. In 1983, Ian penned a letter to a member of parliament in which he claimed that the attempted kidnapping was a hoax and that he was framed. Less than 10 years after the botched kidnapping, the press criticized Scotland Yard again for failing to protect the royal family in July of 1982 when an unemployed man scaled the walls of the (laughs) palace and snuck into Queen Elizabeth's bedroom. 
The two talked for ten minutes before the queen could summon help. The following year, Scotland's Yard recognized the royalty protection branch and placed James Wallace James Wallace Beaton as its superintendent. The day after the attack, Princess Anne and Captain Mark Phillips returned to routine at their home on the grounds of Sandhurst. He instructed cadets on the rifle range and she tended to her horses. That September, Queen Elizabeth II awarded George Cross Britain's highest civilian award for courage to Inspector Beaton. She presented the uh, George Medal, the second highest civilian honor for bravery, to Police Constable Hills and Ronald Russell. Ronald Russell, the Queen's the, the gallantry medals. Good. I was about yeah. to say, if he did not get an award for literally beating up this guy's head while all the police officers were just laying there like, I've been <laughs> shot. Like, I'm going to riot. <laughs> and she gave the third highest rank of medal to police constable Edmonds, John Brian McConnell, and Alexander Collander. Glenn, Glenmore Martin received the Queen's commendation for brave conduct. And that is our story. And, yeah, basically, when I was, like, doing, when I was reading up on the case, uh, E.M. Ball had also mentioned that he shouldn't be convicted because he brought attention to the fact of how easy it was to uh, attempt this kidnapping on Princess Anne because he literally called up her, like, the Queen, the Buckingham Palace's press secretary and they just fucking told him where she was oh my god are you serious yeah and he's like i'd been thinking about it for years and it was just so easy and he thought that she would be the easiest target that's why he picked her out of everyone first of all terrifying second of all i like how he's like i shouldn't be convicted of this crime i committed because I brought attention to the fact that you guys have a shitty security system. It's like, it shouldn't take <laughs> that <laughs> to make people realize that maybe you shouldn't just be able to call somebody and be like, Ayo, where's the princess? Oh, she's on this street right now. Like, that that shouldn't have happened in the first place. Like, what the what is happening? <laughs> also- Why? I have so many questions. Also, I love Why? how you skimmed over the fact that a homeless man- <laughs> scaled up the side of Buckingham Palace and then just kind of like chatted with with the the queen queen for 10 minutes 10 minutes like that's just that's so much already to wrap my head around because (laughs) when we went to London obviously we went to go look at Buckingham Palace that that's tall first of all second of all how do you even know where her bedroom is? Third of all, like, the strength you must have. And, like, I'm assuming homeless people don't spend every day going to the gym. Like, I really don't know. But Maybe. that is, like, a feat all on his own. Like, is he Spider-Man? Well, is having... there British Spider-Man? Like, what would British Spider-Man be called? Uh, Whatever the homeless man's name is, probably. But... After having been to London with you, I want to bet somewhere out there at a tour shop somewhere, there's like a fucking map of the Buckingham Palace. And it's like, Queen Elizabeth's bedroom is here. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a weird thing for anybody who's uh, not from England. If you are, then you know exactly what we're talking about. There's a very strange 
idea, well, or not idea, but, like, a, like, a perception of the royal family where, like, you can get, like, plates with their, like, babies' faces and names on them and, like, other weird personalized... And the weight of the baby. Yeah, like, deeply personal information about the royal family, which... To me, is very strange. I'm not sure what exactly the purpose of that is, but I, you're right. I wouldn't be that surprised if there was a legitimate map somewhere being like, "Do you want to know what the palace looks like on the inside? Here is every floor. Here's the blueprints of Buckingham Palace. <laughs> Buckingham Palace blueprint magnet. Yeah, like uh, at home. someone's definitely got for that. sure. It's got to be somewhere. Like I want. I'm wondering, like. Uh, we if we googled it we could probably find it i'm not gonna do that but yeah (laughs) so yeah that was my story the attempted kidnapping of princess Anne. she's a total ba because i wish in that situation that i would just say like not bloody likely See, she is an icon just for saying that. And I also love, too, that the one of yeah. the main reasons I probably had no idea who she was is because she has such a high value on privacy. And, like, also she's, like, working and taking care of, like, horses at a military academy. Like, everything you've said about her so far, I'm like, this is one boss-ass bitch. I like her a lot. Right? And, um, so she filed for divorce from Mark Obviously, like I said at the mm-hmm. beginning, and she did remarry, but she was like the first um, royal like woman divorcee in like a long time. Oh, yeah, because there's a huge Since, taboo like, in the royal family about that kind of stuff. I remember when um you were talking about Princess Diana that there was a huge thing about that too, because uh, her and her ugly partner, and I'm saying that because he's also a terrible person. Uh, uh, there was like a point where she wanted a divorce and the queen like talked her out of it or something like just from i'm pulling that out of mm-hmm. memory and stuff that's crazy though that whole thing yeah it's definitely uh a very taboo for them to get divorced yeah they're like we want you to be unhappy not... forever forever we want you to never <laughs> be happy goal. again you committed this decision when you were a different kind of person and now that you've changed you're not allowed you are not allowed i know it's like i don't know it's like Anne too she got married when she was like freshly 23 so like that like i mean i know we're around that age but that is young so it's like you could change your mind in like 10 20 years about who you want to be with the thing i was actually having this conversation the other day because um I was talking with somebody, and I always say somebody just because I genuinely don't remember who I talked to, but, um, <laughs> but <laughs> was it wasn't it you, so it was probably my mom. Um, but I remember talking to somebody about how with, like, um, young couples that get married, like high school sweethearts and that kind of stuff, that I have a hard time with those types of relationships, and not, like, in a sense of, like, you know, bitterness or anything like that. Like, it's not, like, a weird jealousy thing. It's just I know... That there's so many changes that happen in that time. Like, I, we, like we know people who have gotten married, like, immediately out of high school or, like, in their first year of college. But it's, like, like for me anyways, I'm such a different person from that time period to today. And I know in another, like, five or ten years, I'm going to be a different person then, too. Like, why would you have those types of relationships with somebody before all these changes? Like, that's 
hard on not just yourself but with your partner if they take a very different approach to their own lives you know like if you're not already on the same path yeah and i think like those relationships can work i mean i'm in one of like me and my partner started dating when we were in high school but i think it's like all about growing together Mm -hmm. and honestly i am so fucking thankful that we didn't get married (laughs) right out of high school but that's what i mean the marriage thing though is the problem because then there's like that added level of being like oh now i'm stuck with this person like it's a very like weird like mental thing that happens when you get married that young i'm happy we didn't do it that young because my wedding would have been tacky as Mm -hmm. fuck like i know it would have been i've seen the old pinterest boards and i am not pleased with myself i listen i've blocked out pinterest i never really used it i don't even want to log in like i'm afraid of what i'll see but that's it but that's see that's another like really good point though is like there's so many things that change like what you like what your interests are like do you really want to have those photos to look back on and then like what i was saying about the whole seriousness thing like i'm not saying like if you say anything that's an opinion it's an opinion uh obviously but i know like i like what you said like you and john have been dating since high school like i know a lot of other people who've been in those types of relationships and it works out but it also takes a very certain kind of person i know other people who have been in these relationships and it's kind of more of a casual relationship and it's like oh well the next step is to get married and have a family but then it's like Mm -hmm. you know you turn 23 or 22 24 whatever and you're like oh maybe maybe if i didn't make this decision so early i would have had opportunity to do other things and it's kind of like um boxing yourself in a little bit and so that's the scary part for me but yeah i mean i'm more horrified that i would have had like a 60s diner style wedding and that just i would have i would rather pass away let me just put it i would have been there though (laughs) i would have been wearing a god awful dress that i would have thought was super swanky because my sense of style was trash for a long time and it would have been terrible that would be embarrassing i would demand that you got remarried i would look back i would demand that you got remarried i'd be like we're redoing these pictures we're redoing the whole thing it's canceled it never happened we're doing it again delete it all it never oh, God, happened. Man, you'd have like a like a pandora wedding ring i can picture it now oh ew oh oh well i'm gonna send you um uh, old pictures of <laughs> from my pinterest i'm porn. actually so beyond ready for this <laughs> they're heinous i'm so ready for this heinous. i love that for you <laughs> well for me i love that oh, for me god <laughs> I just like, and and now I think it's instilled this fear in me that no matter when I get married, I'm going to like look back like five years later and be like, oh my God, why was I so, why, what was wrong with See, me? See, that's the whole thing too is, <laughs> well, that's, why did I like I know, this? I'm the same way. I look back and I'm like, who was this person? Like what happened to her? Or like, I'll look back on like old like pictures I've shared or like captions I've put on photos and I'm like what who was that (laughs) yeah i know i feel yeah and uh i hate it Mm -hmm. i know Mm -hmm. and i know it's not going to change either because it's like what i was saying like it's like every five ten years like you change enough where you can look back on that stuff and be like oh wow that's terrible that's a yikes my guy Mm -hmm. but uh going back quickly though to your story about the security thing that is so spooky though because i've thought about like if i was to have 
a stalker. Not saying that, like, I would. I'm not that that special. But, like, it's so crazy, though, how somebody can watch you from afar and, like, be able to gather that type of information and then use it against you. Like, it's so scary. And the thing is, it's even scarier now with, like, geotagging mm-hmm. on, like, Instagram and Snapchat because you're just making it so much oh, easier like the whole for snap them. map thing like like i know I, it makes me we're uncomfy at a, we're at a weird age where we're like young but we're old at the same time like it doesn't make any sense to me but i remember when the whole snap map yeah. thing came out my younger siblings were all super excited about cuz they're like oh my god yeah like i can see when my friends are at home so that i can like send them a snapchat and be like yeah let's hang out and i was like that's fine and everything but like on my end i was thinking more about like the fucking weirdos who are going to be like look she's at work right now like you know like (laughs) (laughs) i mean personally i remember when the snap maps like first kind of came out and it was my birthday and emily was trying to trick me and say she wasn't coming because she was away for work (laughs) and then i was really upset about it and i like looked at your snap map and you were like near our hometown and i was like that bitch is coming back she was trying to pull a fast one on me i remember that because i didn't want to tell you like exactly what was going on either or something at that time because i was like no like (laughs) i won't be able to be there and i was like but i will be there (laughs) i was so sad i was like literally in our hometown mall like (laughs) sobbing being like Emily's not coming to She's my birthday. She's a liar and she hates What's me. What's even the point? Oh my god, that's so funny. No, I was just remembering back to, uh, there was another birthday thing. I remember you and I were talking about it, but there was this girl who had said that she was, like, busy with her, like, grandma or something. And we literally looked on Snap Map and she was, like, at, like, a party down the street. <laughs> from where- <laughs> and right. I was like... That was the same yep, year. It was the same year. That was the same year. It was a girl who I was like really good friends with in like middle school and high school and we were trying to kind of reconnect, but I was kind of like hesitant because she's a bit much. She's a bit of a bitch. For me. I've always thought she was a bitch. And so I invited her to my birthday and she was going to come and then she's like, "Sorry, like I can't now. And then we looked and she was fucking like down the street at a different party. And I was like, okay. I wasn't even that upset about it. By the way, my birthday's on New Year's Eve. I just remember thinking that it was funny because I was like, I can't believe that like, (laughs) because I remember talking to her at one point when Snap Map came out and she was excited about it. And I was like, does she even know like what's going on half the time? (laughs) No. No. But. Right, no. but no. Uh, I was gonna say though that I do really like though that when that feature came out, it did expose a lot of cheaters. Though I do remember a couple of relationships that like uh, I knew of between people. Like um, I'm trying to think if any of my close <laughs> friends had this problem, but I don't think they did. But I did get to watch the dumpster fires of like girls going on their snap maps and finding their boyfriends at like a friend of theirs' houses and stuff, and like that whole thing. It was so dramatic. I loved that part of it, but. No, the whole thing now is, like, people really only seem to check if you're an adult, if they're, like, either being snoopy or being weird. So I don't love that. I ghosted myself as soon as that feature came out, but. Yeah. I haven't used Snapchat since then, I don't think. Uh, for separate reasons. 
but uh mainly because i always forgot to check Mm -hmm. it and then i would open the app and have 40 million pictures of my sister's cats which i loved but it felt overwhelming (laughs) especially all at once and i didn't like and I didn't like the, like, you know how on Instagram stories you can, like, hold, hold it and it'll mm-hmm. pause so you can, like, actually look mm-hmm. at the photo? It doesn't do that on Snapchat. And I was just like, ugh, which just, this is too That's much. That's the whole thing, too, is, like, if it wasn't for, like, um, the couple people that I know who still do use it and, like, I have, like, a group chat on there with some friends and stuff like that. If it wasn't for those two things, I would not have the app anymore. Like, I, it, I it don't. had its time. It no longer has its purpose. Yeah, that that's over now. I've declared it. Yeah, so. and I just remember there being a weird time period. Uh, not to make us sound too old or too young, but uh, I remember there be, <laughs> being a weird time period when like um, our age group started online dating, like during or after college, and there would be people who would like only message through Snapchat, and you'd be like, oh, like they're being kind of sus. You know, because they, because they, yeah. this was before you had the save in chat feature and they could say whatever they wanted and then, like, you'd never have the proof because it would just disappear. Unless you screenshotted and then they would mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm, yep. Fun stuff, I tell you. Fucking so rude. rude. But I guess that does bring us to the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, like I was saying, oh yeah, what was my point again? Oh yeah. Um, the, uh, the security definitely sucks if you can just call somebody and be like, oh yeah, they're <laughs> literally right here right now. Cause that's terrible. But, uh, no, that whole thing is super spooky though. And I like that she just really don't give a fuck. Like that's what I aspire to be. Same. I aspire to have that level of don't give a fuck. I feel like it's needed. That's my resolution for this year. I've just decided I want right princess now. and don't give a fuck energy or... Yeah, uh, no, uh, Princess and not bloody likely energy. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But that is the end of our episode. We've gone on a bit of a rant here. So do you want to do our plugins? So you can follow us, follow us, Wheel of Crime at G, wait, uh, Wheel of Crime on Facebook, (laughs) Twitter, Instagram. We're also on TikTok. Um, You can also send us an email wheel of crime at gmail.com we do also have a patreon under wheel of crime and um i think that's it is that it oh yeah no you can give us uh a review five stars please on uh apple podcasts that's the big one because once the algorithm uh, catches that people are getting positively rated there it starts kind of advertising for us and putting our name out there and that would be awesome if we could get further out there and otherwise i think that's about it yes and uh we will talk to you next time see you then